else dance along to that little intro music? I do, every time I have a little boogie. I had a little choice of um, intro music that I could choose from. That intro music cost me £20. So every time it comes on, I want you to do a little dance to celebrate that expensive piece of music. I'm obviously in the wrong industry. Now, hello, it's lovely to have you with me this evening. Now, I normally record my podcast during the day, but I have some free time this evening after doing some sessions, so I thought I'd give you a podcast now. Um, I'm hoping that my son doesn't wake up, so if this whole podcast is really badly edited with the odd bit of crying in between, then you know why. But as Cheryl Sandberg of Facebook HQ says, it's better to be done than perfect. So that's going to be my new philosophy. If that's what her and Mark Zuckerberg think, then it's all right with me. (laughs) So today's topic of podcast is sabotage. Ways that you are sabotaging Sabotage or sabotage? Sabotage. Ways you're sabotaging your style. Now, this is quite a dramatic term for your style, but I think it's quite relevant. I think there's so many ways that we do sabotage our style because mainly I'd say fear is the biggest one. Um, the fear of what people think, the fear fear of what people will say, the fear of looking different. I think as British people, I'm aiming this at my English listeners, I may be being listened to further afield, but generally I think we don't like attention. We don't like people looking at us or noticing things about us and we'd we'd kind of rather just slip in the back door and not be noticed. But I think we should abolish those rules. So anyway, let's start with the first one. So ways that you're sabotaging your style. Now the first one, colour. Wearing a negative colour choice. Now in my mind, a negative colour choice is wearing black or grey. I think it's fine to wear black. I'm probably one of the very, very few image consultants, style stylists, whatever it is you want to call me, I'm one of the few to actually think that black is okay. But I think black works as quite a good neutral colour in your wardrobe. It's a great colour that you can dress up. It's a, it's a good base colour. My advice with wearing black is to wear it consciously. Now, if you're going to wear black because you think it's classy or, or you're a bit rock chick or you're going to put it with, you know, something brightly coloured, that's fine. If you're wearing black to hide, if you're wearing black because you think it's going to hide your lumps and bumps, if you're wearing black because you think no one's going to notice you, that is negative. And the same goes for grey. So my issue with these colours is that black and grey are the two colours that a lot of ladies wear because they think it's going to make them invisible. They think that by wearing black or grey, it's going to be like an invisibility cloak. So they'll put it on, no one's going to notice them, no one's going to see them. Now, I hate to break it to you, people are still going to see you if you're wearing black. So you might as well wear something fabulous. So please don't wear black or grey 
as a colour that you feel is going to disguise you or camouflage you like, you know, an elephant in the wild. <laughs> um, wear it because you like it. So it's a much better choice to go for a colour that suits you or a colour that makes you feel happy, a colour that makes you feel confident, even if it's bright red or if it's bright yellow and it's going to make you stand out. It's going to make you look much better and much more approachable and it's probably going to make you feel happier too. So win-win. Now, the second way that you're sabotaging your style is dressing older than your years. Shopping in shops that are too old for you choosing styles that are too old for you. Now, I would say that I'm directing this second one at um, ladies in their hmm, late 30s, 30s to 40s, late 40s. Because women that have usually had children immediately think, right, I cannot look like mutton dressed as lamb. And I was a little bit the same. When I had my son, I was 29 when I had my son. And it was very much that feeling of, right, I need to dress like a mum. I need to dress sensibly. I need to go out and I need to get my stripy top, my skinny jeans and my converse. And I'm going to fit in to the mummy uniform. Now, that's fine. <laughs> Sitting on the fence here. But generally... I think it's better to err on the side of dressing too young than too old. Because if you start wearing clothes that are frumpy, shapeless, oversized, aging, they're going to make you look older, to be honest. Now, some people may look at the clothes that I wear, like DM boots, um, you know, there's a big thing around ripped jeans. A lot of people think, oh no, you can't wear ripped jeans after the age of 40. But what a load of rubbish. I'm not going to swear because this is a family show, guys. Um, I don't think there are any rules with age as long as you're using your common sense. You know, don't go out dressed in a crop top or, you know, something really inappropriate. But I don't think there's anything wrong in dressing dressing in a young stylish way you don't have to look cutting edge fashion but I think so many clients when I first meet them are they're bored and they're feeling really fed up and they're feeling yuck because they're they're dressing in clothes styles and shops that are frankly much too old for them so if in doubt dress younger push the style boundaries a bit there's really not much you can go wrong with and uh, it just makes you feel happier if you're wearing something fun like a slogan t-shirt or a camo jacket, a pair of DM boots, ripped jeans, whatever it is. If it feels like it's going to make you feel confident, um, go for it. It's much better than wearing something older because you feel it's going to be safer because actually it's not going to make you feel particularly great. It's not going to make you look particularly great and it's actually going to aid you. So there you are, some home truths, girlfriend. Now, if you're still in doubt about that, go for a more classic style. You know, if you are feeling like, OK, ripped jeans aren't my thing, slogan T-shirts aren't my thing. Go for some classic styles, but maybe just add in some stylish current 
styles. So, you know, go to somewhere like Topshop for costume jewellery, Topshop for shoes. And then you can wear some classic pieces, but then adding in some current stylish elements just to bring your look back up to date. It's going to make you feel really fresh. It's going to make you feel so confident. And I genuinely feel like if you're feeling good, your day is going to be good. If you're feeling bad, you're not going to want to see anyone. You're not going to want to bump into anyone. You're probably going to cancel your plans and it's going to put you in a bad mood. So it's good to feel good in your clothes. That's what it's all about. Sabotage number three, sales and bargain shopping. Now, I know that not many of us have a huge disposable income. Now, I'm so glad I did sociology at school because I know what those words mean. (laughs) Um, So if you don't have cash to splash, bargains are great. Charity shops are great. Primark's great. But again, a little bit like what I was saying about the colour choices, shop consciously. So shop for your bargains consciously. If you need some new bits and you don't have a lot of cash to spend, by all means, head to Primark, fill up your basket, walk away with stuff feeling great about yourself. Now, the difference is, and I see this with so many clients, I'd say one in three of my clients is like this, at least. They love a bargain. They just love it. You know, they love the idea of, Um, you know, money off or something in the sale, um, something just because it's cheap. And I think a lot of that is because of that guilt element that we feel, that we shouldn't be spending money on ourselves, Um, you know, whether whether you feel like you should be spending it on your kids or spending it on your house or whatever it is. There's sometimes an element of guilt that comes in there. Sometimes it's something that we've grown up with where our mother may have said to us, oh, you mustn't spend more than so and so amount of money on a pair of boots. And that kind of way of thinking ends up a bit, you know, etched in stone into your brain. Um, So I think don't shop for something just because it's cheap. Now, these people that stand outside the next sale on Boxing Day, I'm talking to you. Now, the next sale I have a massive issue with. So I am in the shops all the time. We all know that I live in Blue Water. So I can tell what a genuine sale is. So for example, Warehouse, genuine sale. Dorothy Perkins, genuine sale. Oasis, genuine sale. Now, next, sneaky. Because I would say, yes, they have some of their current stock or stuff from last season in their sale. But do you know what they've also got? They've got a hell of a load of crap in there too. And it's usually stuff from not just one season ago, not just two seasons ago, but three, four, five seasons ago. Stuff that I saw years ago that they just haven't managed to shift. It may also be stuff that I've never seen before that they've just bought in to sell it cheap. Now, my little tip about sales is I can usually tell the clothes that are going to go into a sale. So let's use Warehouse as a great example because it's one of my go-to shops. I think it is amazing. Any client of any age can shop in Warehouse. There is so much, oh, it's just a fantastic shop. So 
there will be a few key pieces that I will think, right, this piece is just amazing the way it's cut. It's going to suit this, you know, this type of lady. Um, but there will be, say, for example, a dress. And I would have tried this dress on many women. Um, women of all different body shapes, different heights. And there's something just not quite right about it. It's a piece that just doesn't work on anyone. It might be the type of dress that just pulls in the wrong place or maybe it's really long on the sleeves. So when I'm shopping, I can usually tell which bits are gonna end up in the sale. In my experience, when there is a good product, it goes. It goes and you never see it again, which is why it's good to shop at the start of the season. So for example, there is a jumper in warehouse at the moment which quite a few of my clients I've recommended it for. It's like an olivey green color and it's short sleeved and it's um, it's a jumper, short sleeve jumper. It's, oh my God, it's amazing. It's gone. I went into warehouse yesterday and they had a size six and a size eight left and that's it, all gone. And if a product is amazing, it goes. If a product isn't good, it stays and it goes into the sale. And then the person that loves their bargains will go and they'll buy it because it's cheap and they won't feel particularly great in it because like all the other women that I've tried it on they'll think oh it sits really funny on the bust or oh you know it's really long in the arms and rather than think of it that oh this actually is a bit of a rubbish cut of clothing it hasn't been particularly well made they will firstly probably think, oh, it's me. You know, nothing ever works on me. It's my body shape. And it will probably sit in their wardrobe and they won't wear it again. I come across so many clothes in clients' wardrobes with labels still on them, um, usually with sale tags on them. So by all means, shop in the sales, shop in charity shops, shop in Primark, but use the same rules that you would apply if you were buying it full price so would you have wanted it full price are you buying it because you love it or are you buying it because it's cheap and you think it's a bargain they are the questions to ask yourself so sales and bargain shopping is something to really be conscious of so shopping just because something is cheap or discounted is not a reason to buy it. Now the last way that ladies sabotage their own style is relying on your weight to change. Now usually clients have to book for a personal shop with me months in advance. Usually it's about a season ahead and <laughs> I'll quite often get the email or I'll see an email that's been sent to Zoe and it will say oh brilliant you know that will give me time to save up um, and it will give me time to shed some weight. And I'll think, okay, <laughs> all right, let's see. And the time gets here and we meet up and we sit over coffee and they say, oh, you know, really looking forward to it. But um, yeah, I didn't manage to shift the weight and I can't say I'm surprised. It's it's such a shame that so many women put this off. They, they you almost, um, it's a little bit like self-torture kind of like right I'm not going to treat myself to anything I'm not worthy of that right now don't deserve it right now because this fictitious 
body shape in my mind when I look like Miranda Kerr and I'm walking down the Victoria's Secret catwalk that is when I'm going to get my hair cut that is when I'm going to go and treat myself to some new clothes so two things two points here the first one take the pressure off yourself because you may lose weight you may do I've had clients that have and they feel great about themselves but quite often I have clients that lose weight and the problem is still there losing weight doesn't fix everything so it's a bit like people that get plastic surgery so for example say I hate my tummy right so I'm going to go and get liposuction so I'm going to go and get rid of this tummy and I'm going to make it all nice and flat so that I can get my belly button pierced and walk around like Britney Spears circa 1999. Now I go for my liposuction I recover and I have this beautiful flat stomach but I look in the mirror and I think hmm but now I've got this flat stomach my boobs don't look that great they look really saggy so maybe next I might get those done and come to think of it you know my teeth are a bit crooked maybe I should look at getting some braces oh and I've got some really bad cellulite on my legs and this is how many celebrities get really hooked on plastic surgery just using plastic surgery as an example now just to put a disclaimer there because I like to be politically correct because I do get into trouble I get messaged being warned about things that I've said um plastic surgery go for it if it makes you feel confident that's your prerogative but in my mind that is where a lot of celebrities get hooked because they fix one thing and they're not happy and usually the problem is deeper you're trying to fix your self-esteem you're trying to fix your confidence in your body and fixing just one element of that isn't going to do it if you lose weight yes you may suddenly fit into miss selfridge clothing (laughs) who does um but you you might still hate your stomach it might mean that your stomach is highlighted even more because you've actually ended up losing weight from say your face and your shoulders or you've lost weight from your hips but you've still got it on your bust and by denying ourselves looking good feeling good it's like punishing yourself and you're just putting it off basically if you're if you're putting off feeling good about yourself you're really denying how you are right now. Nobody knows what's going to happen to us in six months. Nobody knows what might happen to us by the time you get that bikini body or won't get that bikini body. What's wrong with feeling good about yourself now? Treating yourself to getting your nails done or getting some new costume jewellery. You know, it doesn't always have to be about clothes. It could be about just looking after yourself. And I think the, the emotional attachment that women have with their weight and with their dress size is just worrying. Now, I used to weigh myself a lot. So when I was doing a lot of running and I was getting a bit obsessed about my weight and how I looked, um, I used to weigh myself a lot. And you know what? I never weigh myself. I have my scales and they're in my cupboard and they're literally growing dust. I haven't weighed myself. God, I'm trying to think now. It must be about three years I reckon 
I have no idea if I've gained weight or lost weight. Usually my indication is that I feel a bit more puffed out walking up the stairs. <laughs> or my jeans feel a little bit tighter. Um, and then I cut back on the Prosecco and takeaways and hit the gym a bit more often. But, you know, don't don't get so hung up about these blimmin' numbers, because that's all they are. It really is, it's just numbers. Who cares what size you are? Would you know if I was wearing a size 12, a size 10, or a size 16? You wouldn't, would you? A lot of my clothes are a 16. In a warehouse, I'm a 16. In Next, I'm a 12. So, like, what does it matter, genuinely? So please, if there's one thing I would love to emphasise on all of you, it's to really stop obsessing about your weight. It doesn't define you. I genuinely mean that, and I get very emotional about this subject. Not emotional crying, I'm not going to burst into tears on you. Um, but I get very cross about it because I feel like it, it really is a stumbling block for so many of you. And there is so much to you that isn't about your weight and your dress size. There's so much about you. There's so many good qualities about you that you are just holding yourself back and punishing yourself because you're not what you want to be. And you know what? You are already perfect. You're already there. You are at your full potential right now. So you need to do something about it and really make yourself feel good as you are right now. This moment in time, this is the time to act. Oh my goodness, I'm all hot and flustered after that. So there you are, a bit of food for thought there, girlies. So I've had an evening of doing online sessions, online shops. I've been in blue water all day. I've done my podcast. I'm just seeing the bat signal out there. So I'm just going to go and save a few people out there as well. Um, and yeah, <laughs> busy day, busy, busy day. So I'm going to go and pour myself a nice glass of Prosecco and I'm going to go and find something really cheesy on the TV and I'm going to hit bed. So let me know how you feel about this podcast. Um, I really hope it's helped you guys. Um, I really want to stress that last point so much. It's, it's your biggest hurdle. And once you learn to treat it like the piece of beep that it is, then you'll be a lot happier. So have a lovely weekend. Whenever you're listening to this, you're probably listening to this on a Monday, but have a great day. Uh, you're loved, you're beautiful, you are wonderful. And if you fancy an online session, if you fancy a bit of advice, a shopping trip, online stuff, whatever it is, Star by Susie's here for you. Myself, Susie Hasler, or my colleague, Sarah Lilly, we're here to help you and save your self-confidence. So there you go. Look after yourself, girlies. See you later.